Thank you for checking out the Missio Day Humboldt Park podcast and joining us as we join God as he makes all things new. We are excited to pursue his heart for the greatest city on earth and the center of the city in this great neighborhood of Humboldt Park. Um, we live in a world where we desire to have the influence enough to be followed, possibly on social media, yet we are reluctant to let someone speak into our lives for reasons that are most likely justified. Yet the statement remains that he gives grace to the humble and he resists the proud. This is an understanding we see and live but must embrace so that God can get to us. Our heart to follow shows our readiness to lead in humility and ultimately love is the mark of a disciple. That we are really talking about how do we walk in the spirit in the city. Being these mystical beings, I know that we have bodies and we have souls. We are, God created our spirit first and then wrapped our body around it. And as we're going into the summer, we are more aware of each other and more aware of the chaos in the city. Anybody uh, liked all the fireworks on uh, Fourth of July in the city? <laughs> Bananas. <laughs> I mean, and I think that's an example of what's always going on in the spirit. It just sometimes it manifests and we're like, man, this feels chaotic. This person's got fireworks going off. That person's got fireworks going off. But it's like that in the spirit a lot of times that people have things that they're struggling with. They have like noisy things that are going on in the spirit here and there. And we get we learn to get really comfortable with that. Um, but it can, it can be overwhelming at times for us. My dog was just barking the whole week. And last night, people are still setting off fireworks. I'm like, it's a week after. Still, he's just like exhausted because he's just barking all day. But it's like that, that being in the city and, and being connected and being interconnected but not wanting to be connected because everybody is carrying so many things sometimes. Um, but knowing who God has created us to be. And we're, we're sort of like building a sandwich of how do we feed on being in the spirit. We started with um, prayer and intimacy, and now we're talking about discipleship. These are keys for us to begin to walk into the spirit, things that God has been teaching me in my life. Everything that I'm giving you are things that God is teaching me currently. It's not theoretical. It's not, you know, me being aspirational, although sometimes I can be. But I'm giving you like where the rubber meets the road for me, and I believe it is really valuable for us where we are as a body. Um, that we have this, who are you following? Are you following this person on Instagram? Are you following this person on Twitter? And now it's threads. We got like another uh, social media uh, platform to worry about. But following really is a discipleship term. It is a term that uh, followers would give of whose rabbi were you? And if you hear about like when Paul was talking about some were, some are of Paul and some are of Apollos and you were known by who you actually followed. It wasn't about an organization or a church necessarily because there wasn't any big non-for-profit or anything like that. You were about who you particularly followed. And this shows that we should be following someone and leading someone. We are called to discipleship and we are called to be disciples. 
But it's very difficult to follow people because it means you have to trust where they're going. You have to trust even in the midst of all the things that you've seen going wrong when you follow somebody in the past. That's very difficult for us. And it's Jesus, following Jesus can be so subjective sometimes. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I'm on a... I'm on a beach, I'm following Jesus. Which, yeah, you're on a beach, you can follow Jesus. But there are folks who follow Jesus and have all kinds of things that they do and all kinds of behavior. And this is not for me to judge them necessarily, but it is to say that it, it, we walk in tandem with those, that we, we are discipled by Jesus, but we're also discipled by people. That it's in order for us, that it's a way that we receive Jesus from people that we will not receive from Jesus in a personal relationship. I'm like, God, well, you know what I mean? You put us on this earth with all these people, and as lovely as it would be to be a monk somewhere and just pray and not deal with anybody, he, I think of the cross as our vertical relationship with God and our horizontal relationship with people. We, got, we have to be among people, and in the city, a lot of times you can't avoid it in the urban context, that we have to be walking together. I'm reading from Matthew 4, 18 through 22. Um, Jesus beginning his ministry and the first time that he calls his disciples, these pair of brothers he calls together, doesn't give them any apologetic statements, doesn't really open the scriptures, doesn't do any of that. He says simply, follow me. In verse 18, it begins, as Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat with their father and followed him. I'm like, how did Jesus say this to make someone leave their inheritance behind to follow him? It's a very serious matter, especially when you haven't been raised to be in ministry necessarily. And some random, I'm sure they knew who Jesus was, but he walks by and he says, follow me. It was enough of an invitation for them to walk and never look back. And I'm sure these are not the ones who, are, who will be um, high on the list of rabbis to pick to teach this new way that was coming into the world. But Jesus knew that with their hearts, they would follow him all together. And this is why being, us being together is so, so important. Because there is a certain pride sometimes that we take in walking alone and suffering alone, and walking this road by ourselves. We um, start to turn to ourselves for everything that we need, but as we know, that storehouse is pretty limited most times. I remember times of being alone, crying myself to sleep because I was so unhappy, sitting in bed questioning God, like, what, why is this happening to me? What is going on? What, what are you doing? Like, I'm depressed. I'm addicted to drugs. I'm addicted to alcohol. Father, I don't know. What am I supposed to do in this life? 
But there was a place of me wanting to take responsibility for my life. And when you do that, you realize how utterly inadequate you are to do so. Even as an adult, we can get ourselves into messes we cannot find our way out of. And only God is the one who can come and rescue us from this dark pit and bring us into his grace. That taking credit for that kind of work is, is not beneficial. I'm like, God, how am I supposed to find myself out of this? And it wasn't everything just changed in a moment, but gradually God was wooing me toward himself. How? By exhausting every other option I had. And me, as you, anybody who knows me, I'm pretty determined. So that took a while. <laughs> to exhaust every single bit of my strength that I could do in him. But I learned that living with Jesus is this constant process of us giving up our independence day. I'm independent. Yes, we did it. Okay, now let's try to work on dependence, on Christ, because we are almighty and able to lift the world, right? Ugh, not with my back right now, but you know, normally Atlas, you know, you can lift everything. I can do it all. I can't show any weakness. I can't show any weakness. But then Paul says, I will boast in my weakness because you become more strong. And only people who follow are well acquainted with their weakness. Well acquainted with your inability to be perfect. Your inability to pursue the things that you desire. That by his grace, may he remind us constantly of our weakness. It's hard to hear for me, especially I'm an optimist. <laughs> I'm weak in this, but look, this arm is buff, this arm is weak, but this, you know, like I can turn and see the bright side of every single thing. But sometimes it is saying like, there's some things I don't have and things I don't know. And I, there's some people who pursue Jesus in a way that I need to follow. And I need to pour, be poured into. And I need to love. I am not on my own. And there's a place that God can take us until we get to there. There's some places I know how much the world makes it seem like that. That you can't get anywhere without people's help in your spiritual development. So we must be pursuing discipleship and being discipled. Um, I've told this story before, I think, about being really hurt by someone that, I was, that was discipling me and really manipulated, and it was a painful experience. That was seven years ago. And it's taken me really that long to trust anybody enough to let them back into my life in order to speak into my life. And I, all that time wasn't lost time. I wasn't wandering in the wilderness or anything like that. But it was some things were much more difficult than they needed to be. This is why God keeps us connected, because he wants us to be able to travel in the wake of each other's path. And of grace. Is there somebody you know who you really admire the way that they love Jesus? Is there someone you know who 
really walks in a gift that you would desire. Discipleship is important. We can't carry the things that we have on our own. We're constantly reminded of that, that we can't. Oh, man, and following goes wrong, and I don't want to ever do that again, but it is the way God created this world for us, that we're not an island, that we, people can tell us hard things. Who can tell you hard things in your life? Who can, ah, man, I don't know about that road you're going down right now. Who can do that? Especially during the last two or three years, we've learned to keep everybody at an arm's distance. And we've never kind of retracted that ability for that to happen. For folks to tell us tough things and be like, and ask us, how are you doing with Jesus? Is there anybody that can ask you that or will ask you that? How are you doing with Jesus? And you'll go, all right, well, maybe we can grow. Maybe we can pursue in those things. Some of us are still suffering the effects of that, of following going wrong, which you can throw the pandemic in there, following that goes wrong. Um, and we, be, we have become prideful in our own way. Even me, I'm prideful in the way that I've created things to do with my self-righteousness, with my morality, with my being good as I can. And I'm like, God, why are things still seeming like difficult? He's like, you're not in anybody's wake. Like when you're on a boat, you know what I'm saying? Somebody is skiing behind it. And it's just easy for them because they're just holding on to the boat and they're just going ahead. It's like I'm trying to carve that myself. And God didn't make us to do that. But it takes humility to follow. This guy that I've been meeting with, he's, a, he's been a pastor like 18 years. Um... And he's not a pastor now, but he goes to a church. Just an amazing dude. And uh, he asked me this question, which no pastor wants to hear. <laughs> no pastor wants to be asked this question. Why do you need to be liked so much? <laughs> oh, <laughs> With this week, we went to a cookout. And at the cookout were this couple who I knew and they moved to Chicago. We were like the only people they knew when they moved to Chicago. And they decided to go to another Missy Obey congregation. And they were there. And so I was like talking to this dude. I'm like, man, I just, it's tough, man. They're awesome people or whatever. He's just like, he's like, I was like, I'm trying to struggle through feelings of rejection or whatever. He's like, so why do you need to be liked so much? I'm like, oh, man. Why is that? Why is it? Because I have created this whole pattern of behavior that I do that should have a logical conclusion for myself. Self-righteousness. And when it doesn't happen, I go, it should happen. I should be liked. I have all these things in place. But this time of sitting down with him and like struggling through that is what discipleship is about. And struggling through yeah, I do want to really, in the end, take credit for everything that, God, that has happened in my life. That's why I'm upset about things not working out the way it should. Because I'm going to go, you know, I just want to give glory to God, but I don't really mean that. I want to thank God for all, I don't really mean that. I mean that it was by the sweat of my brow that I did that. And suffering is proof that 
I chose my own way. And I was prideful. That it's not about false humility. Um, but knowing that he wants us to respond. Jesus said, follow me. And they left their nets and they followed him because they were looking for a wake, not to make their own way. Jesus is the way. Why are we still trying to make our own way? You know, man, I'm a self-made millionaire. I'm a self-made person. It's like we're running a race and we're running a, a men, doing the mental gymnastics of our own righteousness. Recently, I stopped drinking, right? I'm like, I'm not going to have a drink anymore ever again. And I'm like, what is my motivation for that? Is it, is it actually self-righteousness? That I'm trying to become so morally holy that it's going to force God to show up or force him to do these things for me and not really resting in what God has done and not really understanding how to follow. In John 13 and 31, so when they had gone out, if you want to turn there, It is our turn to respond. Say butter when you got it. All right, I'll wait for everybody else. Yeah. Oh, you got the uh, amplified version there. So when he had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God glorified in him, God will also glorify him in himself, and will glorify him immediately. Little children, I shall be with you a while longer. You will seek me, and as I said to the Jews, where I am going, you cannot come. So now I say to you, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Love creates a following, not fame. I follow Jesus because of love. I follow and model discipling and discipleship because I am loved. It will make me dig deep when I want to run away. <laughs> and as an adult, I can always do that. I don't need to listen to anybody. I don't need to open up my heart. I don't need to renew my mind. But God has given us each other as gifts and for a reason that we disciple others and we are discipled crazy being that it's such a compound word that discipleship requires discipline <laughs> it requires us to repetitively walk through things and so this is why it's in the order that it is prayer intimacy us 
learning to pray and seek after the Lord and be close to him, then also it leads to discipleship. I pray, God, who, are you, who have you put in my life for me to follow? Who have you put that I should be in their wake? Because I promise you it will have immediate fruit. That we're seeking after the Lord, that we would abide in the vine that is Jesus Christ, but also that we would walk with others. This is in James, I think it's James 2 and 1. Where do wars and fights come from among you? Do they not come from your desires for pleasure that war in your members? You lust and do not have, you murder and covet and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you do not have because you do not ask. You ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss, that you may spend it on your pleasures, adulterers and adulteresses. Don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously, but he gives more grace Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Pride is a mofo. Ego is a mofo. But there is abundance in the wake of his grace. That If you're experiencing resistance in your life, there is a, there is a lady, Heidi Baker, who married me and my wife. And one of her favorite phrases is, Lower still. <laughs> so she would be like preaching, and it was like her, this mantra, this repetitive thing of us choosing the humble way. If you're in a place in any way in your life and you're like, I am not feeling the grace, I am feeling resistance in every single way, you know, lower is probably the answer. That he resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. What is more humbling than us following someone? Because I know where they should be going better than they are. And they're just meandering. You know what I'm saying? This, this fight with the ego is, is crazy. That to stand in this way really requires us to be aware of our weakness. In this first passage I read, and it is these four set of brothers who are following Jesus. Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew, and then... James and John. I was reading through this. I'm like, man, this is, this is amazing. Let me look at what their names mean. What their names mean is God gives grace to the ones who follow in order. That's what their names mean. I'm like, wow. I'm in a place where, all right, God, if I'm not seeing that grace, 
the spirit, if I'm not feeling the butter, like if things aren't smooth, I really need to see how well I follow. Now, this is not some kind of backhanded way to tell you, you need to be following me. I don't know what you're doing this wrong. I'm telling you, like, if you have someone in your life that loves Jesus that you can follow, amazing, wonderful. If you would like to meet with me and talk about your, the way you're pursuing Jesus, amazing, wonderful. I'm just saying it needs to be somebody that you can because God gives grace to the one who follows. He pours into us more of his goodness, more of his ease, which graces the power and the empowerment to do what you could not thought, what you didn't think you could do before. He gives you the ability to do what seems to be impossible. But our resistance to following really makes things very difficult for us. Because ultimately, I show my trust in God by the way I show my ability to be discipled. This is, I trust you, Lord. I think you're, you're a wonderful God. I trust you. This is how I show that I trust him. And it is very difficult for me to let someone speak into my life and tell me hard things. But I'm telling you, the benefits of it are amazing. You start praying sometimes, and this path that we're walking of the Spirit, I'm following it myself as well. Prayer and intimacy. And I start praying, and then God starts sending people to speak challenging things into my life. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa God. That's not why I was praying. <laughs> I was praying because I wanted you to give me some lollipops, you know what I'm saying? Some rainbows. But I wouldn't have to do the hard things. But God is like, we are more able to be frustrated about where we aren't than how are we forming ourselves in a moment to be able to embrace that. That we're more likely to be mad at him. And he's like, I'm trying to get something to you at this place, but he can't give you anything when, he res when you're proud. And sometimes people will not get humble until they get humbled. I'm like, God, can, can I learn to listen and to be humble so I don't have to be humbled by a hard, difficult, ridiculous circumstance? But can I humble myself and go, hey, can I be hungry? I need to receive this word from you. I need to receive this. I need to, whatever way that may be, this ego keeps us from believing that God has the best for us. That standing in a way that has been paved requires us to be aware of our weakness. Standing in the wake of another requires us to be aware of our shortcomings. But it's not a bad thing. I'm like, God, can you teach me to be like Paul? who say, I will glory in my weakness? What? <laughs> well, I'm supposed to be acting like I'm bulletproof and that I can do every single thing? I can't. I can't do anything without God. Like, seriously. It's the only reason I'm here at this point. It's because of him. But, Father, help renew my mind 
so that I don't say that tongue in cheek and then secretly I'm like, you know, I did it all, but really God. Because we live in a world full of people who want to take credit. And you don't, you want me to give up credit, Lord? He's like, I want you to get in my wake. But you can't get it while you're trying to carve your own way. <laughs> We're like building our boat. You know what I'm saying? He's got this speed boat. We can get in the wake, but we're like, uh, go ahead, God. I'm going to like build my own boat on the side here. And I'll catch up, you know, because I can say I did it all. He's like, look, man. He gives grace to the humble and he resists the proud. And our discipleship really punches that pride in the face and really submits that. That he is, that we depend on him when we trust in that way. He says, I will send you out to fish for people. Man, I feel, ain't no way I'm going out to fish for people. When we follow, it becomes easy. It's not like a must. If I think of trying to do things in my own strength, I'm, it's not going to work. And I think I've been doing, trying to do this for a long time in my own strength. And I'm like, God, what, is that, what does it mean to depend on you? And then I have all these tough conversations, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm starting to get a clear picture. And even something my daughter says yesterday, it's like, oh, I'm getting a clear picture, God. <laughs> Can I push through any possible offense and hear what you are speaking? You guys want to stand up? I pray that we can be a place where we glory in our weakness, where we are okay leaning on others and depending on others and sharing the tough things that we go through um, because God becomes big and strong in that matter, in that case, when we share and say, I'm weak, I can't do this. Uh, that we don't have to be perfect because Jesus...